Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. And please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. I should say that more seriously, shouldn't I? Okay, here we go. Please, please, only listen. Only listen when you can safely, safely close your eyes. Is that better? Uh, Three years of drama school, not wasted. So, I didn't, I didn't. Um, I, what else? Oh yeah, I've got a website jasonnewland.com at the moment it's in the process of being rebuilt so don't you know not a lot happening on there at the moment but I do have gas (sighs) at least I hope it's gas need to do a burp. Nice burpy poo. Anyway, um, today is Saturday, the 23rd of September, 7 so I will do this and then I will watch the boxing Joe Joyce against Zhang number 2 not Zhang number 2 but that's not his name it's Zhang but it's the second second fight between the two Zhang won the first one because it was stopped due to Joe Joyce having a very very injured right eye although he did protest and he said no I I, I could have fought it on I was okay that's not a very good impression of Joe Joyce but uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Joyce actually big fan and Zhang I've been following for a few years as well Still waiting for the gas to come out. Sorry about this. I know you don't really need to know this. Oh, come on. It's not bottom gas. It's mouth gas. <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it, to say that? But yeah, it's it's tummy gas rather than... Oh, wait a minute. I was wrong. No, wait a minute. I think this it might be both. Finney, did you just fart? So I forgot to blame Finney. Finney. So I did a recording today. Earlier on. Uh, what was it? Deep sleep whisper hypnosis. Number 513. 
Um, sleep cannot be forced. So it's 28 minutes and 19 seconds long. 28 minutes, really? Don't remember it lasting that long. Oh, okay. If you say so. And in that recording, I talk about the fact that you can't force sleep. I thought I'd tell you that just in case you were a bit curious about the the title and the title wasn't mm, clear enough. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about, well, you can't, you can't force sleep. And that's, that's, that's uh, also applicable to this recording because this is about relaxing and sleeping and stuff. You can't force it. You can't force yourself to feel hungry. You can't force yourself to be excited. You know, those things just come naturally. I mean, you can't really force yourself to go to the toilet, but you can strain and give yourself piles. So that's not a good idea. I mean, I suppose there are times when you need to, but generally, if you can avoid it, I would. I remember my nan saying that to me. Actually, no, it was my granddad. One of the few things he said to me, he said, uh, grandson, don't strain when you're on a toilet because you can end up with uh, Farmer Giles. Piles, that's what they use, uh, East Londoner, Farmer Giles. That's a memorable 10th birthday party. <sighs> I, yeah, you can't, I'm just trying to think what I was talking about. You can't force stuff like that. You can't force going to sleep because the opposite happens. You know, it's, I remember being on a bus when I was, you know, teenage years onwards. Still feel like I need to do a burp. Oh. Trapped wind. I never get trapped wind in me bum. Isn't it weird? Only time I get trapped wind is in me upper half. Never gets trapped in. I mean, there's always a, a, a. I was going to say the entrance is always clear, but oh, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? You know what I mean. That, that functions better than the upper half sometimes. My bum's better than my mouth. That's just weird. Weird sentence. I didn't say that. Stop saying stuff like that. So yeah. Um, You can't force yourself to be tired. And I know that sometimes... <coughs> I know it's... Oh, I just did a big burp. I think I might have edited it out, but I might not have done. 
Um, if I didn't, I have, I'll apologise because I just forgot. <laughs> um, my plan was to edit that out. It really was. That is the most important thing in the world to me. But sometimes, and I actually did this the other day, I uploaded a recording where I, I think Vinny started barking and something and I completely forgot to edit it and I uploaded it with that so I had to go back and re-edit it all again blimey anyway you can't fall asleep it's it's just one of those things and it's maybe it's not as obvious as I feel it is to me it's really obvious but it didn't used to be yeah, the idea is, I suppose I used to think, well, I'm in bed now. It's time to go to sleep. But it's not the same as having a bath, is it? You know, you get in a bath, you get wet. You don't sit in a bath full of water and wait to get wet. It just happens. There's no willing it. There's no wanting it or wishing it. it you know, it's, it just happens. It's a natural thing that happens. Sleep is another thing that just naturally happens. And I talk about that. And I mean, there's no point going through it now because I've I've talked about it in the other podcast episode. Sleep cannot be forced. Deep sleep whisper hypnosis. Number 513. It's... But now I can't think about anything else. So... Really, I discovered this kind of when I made my most popular video. Oh, my stomach's churning now. My most, I say my most, it, it is my most popular video. The most popular video that I ever made was Try and Steak Away. Try Steak? That was no, that was my vampire years. I was Try and Stay Awake Hypnosis Challenge. And it still is my most popular video on my channel. Funny enough, it still gets, it doesn't get the most views now, like in a, in a period, but it's got the, the most overall views. So if I do lifetime, try and stay awake, hypnosis challenge, I, up, I uploaded it for the umpteenth time on the 26th of March 2018 so I was over five years ago blimey no four years no five years ago five and a half years ago so that's uh, 8,423 views and the second most views on any video is the long body scan that I uploaded 26th of June 2023, 523 views. So, you know, I didn't, you know, in 2018, I kind of uploaded a bunch and then I just didn't really do much. The reason that I uploaded that is because people kept asking me to. So I, please just upload that one. We don't care about any of the other videos, just can you please upload that one because we like it 
We were listening to it 12 years ago and we want to continue to listen to it or watch it. So that's what I did. And that was the first video that got over 100,000 views on YouTube for me. And I know it's only got 8,000 8, now, but, you know, originally. And uh, it was... It's an old video. 2011, that was. So it is, what, 12 years? Two, yeah, 12 years ago. 2011. No grey in my beard. Hardly, pretty much no grey in my hair. I mean, back then I was... Uh, almost like a different person I'm looking at a very small picture of myself to be honest it's like I'm on YouTube now and I'm looking and I do it's weird though because on my YouTube channel the, my actual picture of me on the channel itself is me from when I was about I don't know eight or nine I don't think I really look anything like that anymore not that I should look like a nine year old that would be a bit strange but it just I don't know like I've got a, my younger brother has the same face he had when he was a child he's, he's old you know he's older now he's eight years younger than me but he's still got the same face he was born with that face my face has changed uh, quite a bit. I'm not saying my, my bro looks like a baby. He doesn't look like a baby. But if you was to look at pictures of him when he was like three, four, you could see it's him. There's no doubt that it's him. You, you see what I mean? It's him. I mean, I know it's him because I know that the pictures are of him. And you might not know it's him, but if you saw him now and you saw him, those pictures, you know, a picture of each, but side by side. Um, I mean, it'd make it easier if he was wearing the same clothes, whether it'd be up for <laughs> dressing like a three-year-old, I don't know. Uh, but, because you can't really do it the other way around, can you? You can't, you can't go back in time and get a time machine and if you could get a time machine, if it was one, you created one, bit of a waste of time to use it for that, isn't it? To go back in time just to dress yourself up as a, in a, a suit and tie. Dress yourself up as a 44-year-old. Or 45. Is he 45 now? Yeah. 45? 53. He's eight years younger. So yeah, he's 45, isn't he? 45, 46, 47, 48, um, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53. So yeah, it's 8, 53. Am I 53? Yeah, I am, aren't I? So he's 45. Wow. He's getting old. He's catching up on me. Hmm. Not a lot of difference between 45 and 53. Really, not a lot of difference. 
a heck of a difference between two months old and eight years old. A big difference between two years old and ten years old. You know, this is a huge difference. He was eight when I was lit. When I basically he was seven when I left school. You know, I was in the big, big bad world of adults when he was seven. But now, as we get older, you think when I'm seventy-three, he'll be sixty-five. Hardly any difference. Like practically nothing. Eighty-five, ninety-three. Actually, it does go the other way then, doesn't it? 93 does just... Anything over 90 is... Fairly old. You know, it's, it's, I think it's... Universally accepted as being a... Quite a... Senior age. But still, 85 is a, a fairly... Dusty number, isn't it? <laughs> Dusty number. Wow. An original thing from Jason. 85 is a very dusty number. Um, mm. So, talking about dusty things. I was sitting on a toilet earlier. No, I wasn't. I'd, I got a flea comb for Vidi. And I've been trying everything. I gave him another bath yesterday. I gave him a bath a few days ago. I know you're not supposed to give them baths regularly. But he's really been, you know, I've tried so many different things to, to help him. And every opportunity he runs into long grass. Because for some reason, and maybe you know more about the... Um, the anatomy of grass than I do. I imagine most people know more about it than I do. But the council decided that the local park should have bits of the grass left uncut for like a year or two. Um, to encourage wildlife. So, I mean, you know... I, when they do cut it eventually, I won't miss the fleas and all the ticks and everything. But I will miss all, I miss I mean I will miss all the lions and the giraffes and you know <laughs> the crocodiles and everything. All the wildlife that come to that part of the park. But wildlife, nothing. I did see a ladybird the other day, to be honest, or you might call it a ladybug. Ladybird is the correct term. I don't know if it's... It's the term that I was brought up to say. Because you might not know this. And it, this might have been a worldwide phenomenon. But in the, middle, in the middle 70s, 1970s, there was a... I don't know what the right word is. Swarm. I mean, swarm is usually used by... Uh, the press when it comes to refugees they use that word swarm but uh, I think in those days it was used in the correct term and we had billions upon billions and I counted them all before you start saying how do you know it was billions I counted each and every one of them 
thank you very much and they were everywhere they literally they were and I loved it because some people didn't like it and they got a bit like flustered and apparently it was it was a big deal and everyone was moaning and it was you know it was a catastrophe apparently but I was probably five years old four or five and I wasn't reading the newspapers I wasn't taking any new I wouldn't take no no notice of the news at all the news might have been on telly but I didn't didn't watch it if it wasn't cartoons or children's TV shows I was not interested and besides I was outdoors most of the time if I could be so during that summer I was outside with my brothers with my friends on the new the Newcastle council estate that we lived and we could literally stand there and be covered in ladybirds absolutely covered and since that time people have said to me yo they used to nip they used to bite never bit me now admittedly it was about 700 years ago so it's hard to precisely remember any particular memory of it but I have a vague memory of uh, I do see it's one of those things that I can use if they said there was no internet there's no news there's nothing and you said I'll oh, name something that happened when you were a kid and I could say well I remember when there was absolute swarms and swarms of ladybirds uh, everywhere and and then you could say oh, that sounds like absolute tosh what a load of rubbish swarms of ladybirds covering your entire body everywhere all over the trees eating the crops shut up but then you can go online and you can research it and actually like wow it really did happen so it's not one of those things that I've seen it online and it reminded me I actually remembered it before the internet was given birth so if we go ladybirds UK 1970 oh it's 1976 it was so I'd have been five massive swarms of seven spotted ladybirds Coscinella this is from the Wikipedia uh, it's wikipedia.org forward slash wikipedia forward slash 1976 underscore British underscore Isles underscore heat wave if you want to sit here, check it out I just googled 1976 heat wave UK ladybirds and I didn't actually put 1976 until it came up as an offering if you know what I mean so let's have a look so night at the same time there was a severe drought on the islands of Great Britain and Ireland didn't know about that I don't I mean maybe kids are aware of stuff like that but I don't remember anything about a drought really don't I know it was a hot hot summer 
It was one of the driest, sunniest and warmest summers in the 20th century. Although the summer of 1995 is now regarded as the driest. I just read that. <laughs> it sounded like I was saying that out of the top of my head, didn't it? Um, I remember it being... I remember all the summers of the 1970s that I can remember being hot probably after that before that not so much I can't remember but after probably the age of four five five definitely six seven eight um, and I think part of the reason why those years are quite rememberable for me is because quite a lot happened and I moved around a fair bit so if I'd have just been in the same house, the same town, the same friends, the same parents, the same, um, you know, same shops, the same, you know, and then in like one school and then in the next school, you know, just that kind of stuff. I think it would have been a bit more um, samey, perhaps. I might not have be able to remember stuff that happened when I was five and six and seven, because it'd be like, oh, was that when I was seven? Was that when I was eight? Was it when I was nine? But because at five I was living in Newcastle, at six I was living in Southend, at seven I was living in Suffolk. So, you know, there was these different places that I was living. Before that, I'd been living in London as well. So, you know, so there's different places, different schools. Although I don't have a huge memory of any of the schools before going moving to Suffolk when I was seven. I was just before I was seven. It was the, the summer of my sixth birthday, 1977. So I, I started school in September and then I moved from that school <laughs> to another school. And then I moved from that school to another school. So I went to three junior schools in that town. And then I eventually went to one high school. Because we lived in three different houses. And the, the, it's, the first time I moved school from that in that town wasn't too bothered I was used to moving around I was used to moving from school to school I guess uh, making new friends but not being attached which could explain why I don't get attached to people is is something that I don't I don't naturally get attached to anybody anymore pretty much a couple of my nan my stepmom Andre, that's pretty much it, you know, as far as uh, attachments go, there's not many in my life, so it's, you know, it always gets its, its downfalls, but it's, maybe it's got its ups as well, I don't know, I'm not sure, however, the first move was easy, so we moved out, the first move, we moved out of the children's home in Southend to this, so I was going to school there, it was a Catholic school, 
because it was uh, run by the nuns, the, the kids' home. So we had a, a church in the garden. So you get you can get to it bit through the garden, but you always, there was also an entrance through through the actual the building, you know, where I lived. And there was a crypt there as well, and yeah, it was it was. I remember I was allowed to to put the candles out with these little snuff things, like big old the little little bells, but without a bell inside, and on a big old stick because they were high up. I don't know how they lit them. I just saw I must have got on a ladder or something, but I was allowed to. As long as I was careful and gentle, I was allowed to snuff them out. I like that. One of my favourite things ever, that was. Doesn't take much to please a, a six-year-old, does it, I guess? So, moving to that new town and going to the new school... I liked it there, you know, well, as far as you can like school, and I, it was alright, I don't really remember too much, remember, I've got a few little memories of it, but, and it's very close to where I was living, and then we moved, the house we was living in was pretty much if he was it was a council house and my step grandmother was living there and I don't know but I think my step mum my new step mum at that time was I think she might have grown up in that house but it was what's the right word where it was just it had to be closed down not not for illegal reasons <laughs> <laughs> um, because it was the the foundations were wrong or the place was just rotting it was just a very old house and it was no longer fit to be lived in so the council moved us into a house for me and my dad and my stepmom and my two brothers and my step-grandmother she got moved into her own council flat very nice, very nice flat it was and then I moved to a different school which was not far from where I lived and we moved on to this council estate now those that don't live in the UK uh, might not know what a council estate is and you might all know what it is I don't know but some people might not know what it is so it's basically a housing estate which has council houses and maybe council flats on it on the land and this was a new build I mean they were literally still building other houses around us when I moved in or when my family moved in it was good I had my own room for the first time in my life so 
seven years without having my own room. It was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. Not having to listen to... I didn't miss my brothers. It's weird, isn't it? I was so used to sort of being in the same room as them. But then they had their own room. They had bunk beds in a different room together. And then the parents were in their room. So I had my little room. It was kind of a box room, really. But I didn't need much space. I loved, loved that room. I had a Bruce Lee poster on the wall. And, yeah, loved, loved that room. So, I'd still be there now if I could. <laughs> I would, I would. So, we went to this new school. Now, with this new school, I was there long enough to make friends. I was there, or maybe I was there long enough to the other place to make friends, I just don't remember. But I was there long enough to uh, have a best friend. I had two best friends, really. One called Ian, one called Andrew. And they both lived in the same street as me. Ian was born on exactly the same day as me. So we had the same date of birth. 26th of August, 1970. And, I mean, that's not the reason we were friends, but I like to think that's not the only thing we had in common. We were pretty much the same age. And his dad was lovely. His his mum was, yeah, I think his parents were lovely. I, mean, I don't remember his mum, but I remember his dad. Because he used to take us out into the fields and not hiking, but just going for long walks. And I think they might have had a dog. And that was just nice, just to, because it was all the council estate, like most council estates, I would say, to be fair, most towns and villages in the UK are surrounded by fields. This country is just fields, but with gaps, with bits where there are people living. You know, if you if you fly over this country in a plane as opposed to a train you'll, you'll see like that it's just fields that's all it is pretty much just field after field after field with a few houses a few million houses probably but you know a few a few houses like areas of houses so always kind of near nature I guess always not far from the fields and trees and stuff like that we did have a motorway outside the the back of the house there was a little garden and you could you could hear and see the motorway right outside it was there was a do you know when you go on a motorway and there's like a like a grassy knoll, is that the right word, where it goes down? So the motorway is higher up and there's downwards and then there's houses there. That that was where I lived, just there. 
Vinny's making a bit of a bit of a noise. I've realised something with him. Those bone things that I get him, they're not like proper bones, but they're shaped as a bone. He likes them until they're ripped in half, and then he doesn't like them anymore. And if he starts eating one and playing with it, and he leaves it on the floor, the next day he won't touch it. He wants a new one. Now, even if he hasn't touched it, even if he's only had it for, let's say I give it to him, then he gets distracted by something. You know, a moth farted a mile away, and he's like, oh, what was that, what was that? And then he might forget about the bone, and he'll leave it under the table. He'll go off hunting for the moth. Where was it, where was it? The next day, what I'll do is I'll pick the pick it up off the off the floor, and sometimes I'll wash it not not with soap, but just yeah, rinse it off, and give it to him, pretending it's clean and fresh and everything. No, nope, won't fall for it. It doesn't have the smell or the taste of the ones that have just come out of the packet as it were untouched strange isn't it it's weird oh, I don't know if I told you this I found out a way to get when he's off the lead in the park or outside a way to get him back on his lead, his lead is to say to him while we're out to say to him Vinny I won't say the word because he will run over here but do you want to go, do you want to go for a W-A-L-K? Okay, I can't say those words because it will just run over and get all excited. But, you know, imagine me saying it. I want to say it. It's really weird. It's the, the only thing I want to do now in my whole life is to say, say that sentence. And I can't, I know I can't say it, but there's a real, <laughs> there's a real need inside me to just shout it out. Um, maybe partly because I know that it will annoy him. I don't know, maybe. But anyway, he gets excited and runs over to me. And eight out of ten times, he let me put his lead on. We're outside. We're already out for a W-A-N, W-A-L-K. <sighs> We're all with that. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. So, yeah, um, the second time, as I said, that, that's, when I had that friend, Ian and Andrew, Andrew had one kidney. So he was poorly a lot of the time. And I used to look out for him. Andrew was... He was blonde. And he was my best friend. He was my first... I would say my first best friend. Kind of. Because I moved around so much. And I'm sure I... I mean, I, I must have had friends when I was in the children's home but that was more like family 
you know, you live with kids, you see them, you sleep with them in, you know, in dormitories, you eat with them, you go to school with them, you play with them, you know, is is you're with them all the time, kind of, in the same space. So you're church with them. So they are family. They're brothers and sisters, really. Uh, I would imagine that's kind of probably how it felt, which is why I didn't like them all. <laughs> brothers, keep my keep keep them away, brothers and sisters. <laughs> no, I, that's probably what it was. So it wasn't like friends. And I, I think we kind of kept ourselves to ourselves. You know, I imagine there was probably a little bit of because um, where we were living, where you know we probably. I'm not saying outcasts, but possibly weren't quite as integrated, 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 into society like maybe the other kids. I don't, I don't know. I'm just guessing, really. Uh, my only, I have a vague memory of being in that playground, but it was quite low down. And there was other stuff above it. Like it was a low down playground and maybe there was a motorway or something. One of those playgrounds that was kind of out of the way. It was near the school. But I just remember that. I do remember one thing, which is a bit of a weird thing to remember, is... I was standing outside school at the school gate and there was this woman standing there I don't know if she, she was talking to me or whatever I don't know it might be someone I knew and she fell over and I thought that I caused that and I think that's when I started to think that I had powers and I could and I could um, cause things to happen that's what I used to believe when I was very little for a long time many years <clears throat> until yesterday in fact so I remember that that was very strange but I can't remember much about that school Really, really. Maybe it will come to me one day, but I can't really remember much. Uh, or about any of the kids. I can't even. There's only one child that I remember from the children's home, the second one, South End one. And there was a little black girl there. I think she had two sisters or a brother and a sister. But I really liked her. I was good friends with her. And she used to let me comb her hair. She had this wooden comb thing. And the first time I did it, she I think she punched me because I was being too hard. And she thought I was doing it on purpose, trying to hurt her, which I I might have been. I don't know. I mean, I was very little. I don't think I would have been because I think I might have been in love with her, possibly. I was very romantic. I was very romantic when I was little. Might sound silly, but I used to write love songs when I was like eight years old. It's true, I did. Um, 
poetry and things like that. I was quite a romantic little fella. Zero romance now. It's, it's nout. There's, let me let me have a look. No, no, no. Nowhere to be seen. No romance. But I was back then. I really had a. Used to fall in love with girls. Used to fall in love with. I remember I fell in love with this. Uh, Jack, not Jack the Ripper, Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk. In South End, in the pier, or in the, there's a pavilion there. I think it's still there. And they were well known, or they were really famous around the country uh, back in them days, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, maybe, maybe further in 90s, maybe. Um, what the place to go to go you know to watch uh, theatre and to watch shows comedians performing musicians uh, pantomime I think this one was a pantomime Jack and Beanstalk and the whole of my pretty much everyone from the children's home went there and I went there with them and I may, I'm, I guess we just got free tickets. And I remember I fell in love with Jack. Now Jack was being played by a girl. Or a female. Adult female. And you might say, how do I know? Well, even then I knew, you know. So, and I was, oh, what, six years old? I loved her. I love. I mean, I dreamt about her. Really. Now, if I did get to meet her, marry her, you know, dream about marry her. She was still dressed as Jack. Jack the Beanstalk. Still had the green costume on and everything. Like, no way was she going to be wearing anything else but that the whole way through the marriage. I decided that, you know, with my six-year-old brain. But I did love her. I very much fell in love with her. I remember we... I was about eight years old and we... My dad and my stepmom and when we had, like, the new family together and everything. I think this was before, or maybe... Probably before my little brother was born. Maybe afterwards... Possibly, but he would have been a little baby. Um, we went, maybe I was nine, maybe I was ten, maybe I was, I think I was about eight though. And we went somewhere, and I think like in a, maybe camping or something. And we stayed over in this caravan site overnight. And I met this girl, and I fell in love, of course, as you do, fell in love with her, she was, I don't know, she might have been a bit older than me, I liked the older woman back then, um, she's probably at least nine, she's very much into more mature, mature women, I was, I was eight, she might have been ten. But she's, you know, I liked, really, well, no, I loved her. I fell in love with her. 
there was no like involved and I'm not sure if uh, I don't think anything happened but we played with each other like we ran around and just had a really good time but then she had to leave so I met her I think the night before she left or the day before she left she'd been there a week this was in Yarmouth or somewhere like that Lowestoft and I remember a name and you might think well, how on earth would you remember the name of a little girl you met when you were 8 years old you met her once well you know spent a few hours together but you met her and you never saw her again how would you remember her name should I tell you how I wrote a song about her called Mandy see there's method in my my whatever so is I've, I've talked about this before but probably not for years but the uh, the song goes Mandy baby listen to me Mandy baby I want you to see Mandy dear I want you to hear I don't want a single tear I love you baby Mandy I do I just want to know if you love me too or I want to know if you love me too just say something I want to know just say something like hello oh Mandy I love you see I was 8 years old that's not bad for an 8 year old is it now you know, I kept continued writing songs for years and years and years after that. I wanted to be a singer. I really did. And I fell in love with a girl called Sarah when I was about 14. And she was probably 13, maybe 12, 13, 14. I don't know. But she was... Yeah, she was younger, but she was older in in, a, in certain ways. And I was still a kid. I was I was just I looked about seven, I think, back then. Anyway, I wrote this song, and this just shows you. You know, let's say ten thousand hours can um, cause you to. It can also create. Uh, almost expertise in something now I don't know if I'd reach 10,000 hours between the ages of 8 and 14 but I probably got a few few hours in you know so you can tell by the, the sophistication and the the more I don't know what the right word is the more creativity Involved in the production of the song I wrote about Sarah. It's just called Sarah. So I've always kind of, I've been quite into minimalism when it came to songs. Apart from the, 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 the eight hour annoying song that I wrote. That's, that's what I called it back in. What, 1999 or 2000, something like that. So I've been writing songs for from the ages of 8 all the way up to the ages of 30. A few gaps, admittedly. 
but you know, it's, I, I kind of wish I'd stuck at it from the ages of eight all the way through that period and maybe pursued that because there was a time when I, I was a fairly good singer, I think, and other people might have agreed with me if I asked them. I don't know. So anyway, so the Sarah, I'll give you the lyrics. I won't sing it to you, but I'll give you the lyrics. I remember these, I'm trying to think if I remember the lyrics for this one. Um, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. So this is one I did in about 1984 when I was 14, 13, 14. Right, Sarah, baby, listen to me. Sarah, baby, I want you to see. Sarah dear, I want you to hear. I don't want a single tear. Um, I love you, Sarah. Sarah, I do. I just want to know if you love me too. Just say something like, I want to know. Just say something like, hello. Oh, Sarah. I love you. So, you know, I'd clearly grown as, as a songwriter by that time. And I wrote a few songs about her, actually. I really fell for her. She was not the first girl I fell in love with because I was falling in love a lot when I was little when I was young but she definitely was the the first she's kind of I think she was the first person I fell in love with who I really fancied before I was falling in love with girls because I just felt emotions for them and I and I liked them and I wanted to be with them and play with them and you know like as a kid you know running around and dancing and just being a little kid so that I'd fall in love with girls like that but Sarah was the first one that I not the first but the first like real love unrequited I must add but um, she did tell me to go away so I so I had to in the end but um, I was sending her flowers and balloons and cards it was a little bit over the top but I, I, I thought you know if, when you're a kid you watch movies and stuff and it's like all this romance and oh cool but actually uh, in real life maybe not so much but I didn't know that so that's why I never send flowers. Oh, wait a minute. No. No, do you want to know what the real song was? I did a different song for Sarah as well. Um, dear Sarah, dear Sarah, how do you do? Don't you miss me the way I'm missing you? She didn't miss me. She didn't even like me. I don't think she even knew I existed. 
Anyway, dear Sarah, how do you do? Dear Sarah, how do you do? Hope you're missing me the way I'm missing you. Do you think about me? Do you think about me? Well, wait a minute. Dear, I have to sing it, please. I'll just, I'll do it very quietly. Dear Sarah, how do you do? Hope you're missing me. Yeah, I'm missing you. Do you think about me in your dreams? Yeah, do you think about me in your dreams? Do you think about me in your dreams? Dear Sarah, how do you do? Hope I'm missing me. Hope you're missing me the way I'm missing you. Do you think about me in your dreams? If you do, think about what it means. Not always what it seems. Yeah, that's it. Feelings are not always shown during the day. But when you go to sleep, all your worries drift away. That's deep, isn't it? And then your feelings start to arise. Showing something that you didn't realise. Then the chorus... I love you There's nothing that I can do There's something that you do f- for me Can't you see Or something you do to me Can't you see E, 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 E This feeling's uncontrollable I'm going out of my mind There's nothing that I can do. I'm so in love with you. Sarah, I love you. I was going through a bit of a Buddy Holly phase at the time. So there's a lot of... You know, going on. Yeah, so that was... That was that. I did, I did do a song actually for a girl, that, well, a, a, a female that I was in a relationship with when I was about 26, 25, 26, and we split up. I wanted to try and get back together with her, so I wrote a song, and it's called... Um, what was her name? I miss you. It's called I miss you because I missed her, and it's uh, it was. I still got it actually. I still got it on a tape. It's a very very crackly and um, bad co- copy now because it's it's very old. It's from nineteen ninety six. So how many years is that? Seventeen years? No. 27 years blimey and it went um, I miss the way that I miss the way oh Vinny shut up I'm trying to sing I miss the way that you held me tight and cuddled up to me at night I miss the duh, 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 duh. 
I wish you'd come back to me Wish you'd be part of my world I miss you endlessly Do 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 to be my girl I'll be the best that I can be Showing you Anyways, like something like that And I played it to her And I took it round her house She was a student nurse So I took it to her room in the Where she lived And She just like It was It was kind of like I just said to her You know I've just won the lottery And here is a gift And I just bent over and farted it's, That was kind of the expression I got from her Like it was just oh, what, what's, what, what 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 So um, That wasn't a huge success I did get back together with her But um, yeah, I wasn't too pleased Because it took many hours To record that and my uncle did the music, the guitar and everything. And we started from scratch with just um, me needing to get back together with my girlfriend. So I went back to the drawing board. I mean, we did get back together, but I thought, hmm, I'll write you another song now. And this one went, I wrote you a song. That's what it's called. I wrote you a song. And it was, I have uploaded these before, somewhere, and maybe you've heard them, maybe you haven't, maybe I'll let you hear them again, but it's very, very bad quality, but it doesn't sound like me. And I wrote you a song, it took quite a long time, I played it to you. And all you did was look out of the window inside. It took a long time to write this effing thing. But you did and you just didn't care at all. Why did I bother? Why did I try? Why did I even take the time? Why did I bother? Why did I try to try and write this song for you? Cause it didn't even um, change your mind or something. I can't remember the words. So I write that. It wasn't quite as a success as I thought it might be. And then I wrote another one. And I forget how that one went. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. wonder, wonder why. That's the best one I ever did. I did. I did four during that period. And I think they were all good. To me, I liked them. But then I was a bit biased, I guess. Because I'm the one that wrote them. But the... 
And the way I wrote them is by my uncle and my cousin. They would play chords and they would just play around on the keyboard or the guitar. And I would just start singing. And then almost like the, there'd be a, s- a synchronicity happen. And then that would be the start and it'd go from there. But uh, that one was, uh, I wrote you a song. It took quite a long time. I would have done that one, like, um, oh yeah, why, why, why? I wonder, I wonder, wonder why. Did you have to leave and take your and take my heart away from me? How did you try? Eh-eh. So that was that, and then the chorus. Someday I'll get over you. I don't know. That's not a very good um, example of the song, but it was quite good. I like that one. That's probably my favourite one. The original of the I wrote you a song, the one that I originally sung when you know off the top of my head. That was better than the the. the final cut as it were because there was a lot of emotion in that one I wasn't crying or anything but just like I wrote a song it takes a long time it wasn't like that but you know also I think 1986 96 I did a Beatles song this is before I did my own songs with my cousin and my uncle. We did a Beatles song, Ticket to Ride, and we did the Simply Red, If You Don't Know Me By Now. If you don't know me by now, you'll never, ever, ever know me. That one. And they were pretty cool. So I did a few songs um, back then. The weird thing about it is, even though... I played during my school years I played uh, the bugle I learned to play the bugle I learned to play the drum but I mean you know in that context I learned to play the drum I was by no means a drummer but I could play that drum and then I played the violin of course earlier on of course obviously obviously in case you didn't know and then I played the glocking spell with the sea cadets as well. No idea what I was doing, but hey, I just wanted to learn to play something I couldn't spell. I mean, the original idea was the drum. Someone did say, why don't you try a drum? Which is a bit rude. That's my dad. Um, but I learned how to spell that. And... It's like bum, but with an R. I did buy guitars. I bought a guitar because I wanted to be... I wanted to be a singer. When I was about 14, 13, 14, I bought a guitar off of the catalogue. And... But it was a bass guitar. I didn't realise guitars are supposed to have six strings, not four. So I ended up with a bass guitar. Electric bass. 
What use is that to me? I mean, that was as useful to me as a packet of condoms. I mean, it was just no, it was just pointless, really. So, um, I just left it to gather dust. I think I must have sold it or gave, given it away to someone. I have had a few electric guitars over the years, uh, a few acoustic guitars. Uh, the only time I really kind of made any kind of hedgeway, is that the right term, hedgeway, is with the acoustic guitar in 1997, 90, late 96, 97, bought an acoustic, I was living with my friend, and it was a really good acoustic, but it wasn't expensive, but it was above average cost, if you know what I mean. So I probably spent, I don't know, £250 or something, which was a fair bit of money back then. But I just wanted to get it. I, I realised that I wasn't going to spend much time practising on an instrument that didn't sound very good, even when I played it correctly. You know, something that was just tinny and plastic and yeah. So I purchased a decent acoustic guitar. It still sounded rubbish because I wasn't playing it correctly, but at least it sounded less rubbish than the other one did. And then I did start to manage to play the notes correctly. And I know, um, but the thing is, my friend used, he really got upset with me. Because all he kept hearing was do 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 and over and over again and apparently that's not enjoyable and he wasn't happy now, you know, I mean, if you know me at all, if you listen to me, my recordings, you know the last thing I'd want to do is upset anyone with a musical instrument. That's the last thing I would ever do. So, um, I got myself an electric guitar with an amplifier that was very loud, and I played that instead. So, yeah, we kind of fell out for some reason didn't want to live with me after that strange isn't it but I'm not quite sure what the point of this conversation was I just um, I used to used to write songs that was it that was that was I think I've stayed on track with this recording if I stayed on track started off talking about songs and I finished talking about songs maybe I didn't Anyway, I'm going to go now. Thank you for listening. Remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Be gentle with yourself. Lots of love. Bye from me and Vinny. Bye, 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 bye. Yeah. Ooh. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh.